0: Hello, and welcome back to Rebel Air, a Star Wars animated series fancast. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Kaki. and Greg is showing me Star Wars Rebels. Specifically today, we are continuing our discussion on Spark of Rebellion, Season 1, Episode 1, written by Greg Weissman and Simon Kinberg. Part 2. Because we talked too much. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We talked about this. We talked just enough. We talked exactly how much we intended. Remember, Greg? I remember being frozen in carbonite for my punishment <laughs> for your
1: sins. That's right. <laughs>
0: no. I remember the sort of Damocles kept dangling over my head. <laughs> oh yes, and a, a cloaked figure
1: stalking through the 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 foggy moors of your of your destiny, or it was just the Inquisitor.
0: Well, you know, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, continuing where we left off, uh, Hera is convincing Ezra again just to, that he needs to go and, and rescue them, uh, kind of cutting a little bit back into the, the last two-parter.
1: There's a good bit of sort of exposition here in the, in the dialogue, which makes it a little bit clunky. I mean, it's fine, but...
0: Listen, our crew boarded that transport to selflessly rescue Imperial prisoners. They have no idea they walked into a trap, no idea what's coming.
1: God, I wish some of my friends could speak so succinctly. How much how, <laughs> right how much faster could phone calls go if people would just get to the point and deliver the information I appreciate Hera a lot actually like <laughs> I felt like a bit of an idiot because it opened with a shot of a star destroyer and I'm like oh cool another star destroyer and then I realized oh no it's still the same one that they're that they're on they're still stuck in a star destroyer or mm-hmm. uh, yeah because they've been uh, they've been tractored into the belly of the beast and unable to escape because their friends were still uh, On the transport that they'd intercepted, thinking that there would be Wookies there. Yeah. Oh God. Then you've got an image outside of the cockpit as they're being dragged into the hangar with ranks and ranks of Tie Fighters. That's
0: always one of the best things. Just like to see just like the monolith of the Empire and just like how many of them there are. That's always so exciting. Just many, many articles have been written about uh, the resemblance
1: between fascist architecture and, uh, uh, of course, the Empire. Strong lines,
0: bright lights. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost like a little reminiscent of brutalism in some ways. Um, Very much so. Yeah, yeah. The exposed materials, the construction mm-hmm. components. Yes, I, I would imagine be influential to, influential to the production design when making the originals. Uh,
1: we see on the, I guess, okay, where is this supposed to take place? Where we see Agent Callus coming in because this is not on the Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer has different doors
0: than this because this, this door is- sort of looks like it's out of Babylon Five. See, with a corner cut in the top. So you, you see, like behind him, a walkway. So I think they've boarded into the uh, imperial transport that yes, uh, yes, our, our heroes are on, ready to spring
1: the trap. We have Zeb and Canaan. I'm getting the names right. Yep, and they're ready to bust open this holding area with a door with a warning label on it. Do you read basic or Arabic? Uh, Aurebesh? uh I- or do
0: you? Oh, you just don't want to admit to it. No, I got you. I got no, you. No, 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 no. so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going to say this, but you had to bring up the warning label. Uh, that warning label is actually reused from a deleted scene from Empire Strikes Back where 3 you actually like, removes a warning label, and then a little bit later, you just see like a Wampa arm just grab a oh, yeah. Storm and pull him in. It's, it's a deleted scene. It's, it, it's a little clunky, so I see why they don't put it in, but it's like... I kind of wish they did like I, I wish it was I know the scene a, you're talking about so this is probably like uh,
1: a biological hazard not like a, a biohazard but like a live animal uh, in yeah, this case yeah. Wookiees huh Mm-mm. that's really cool um, but there aren't Wookiees behind that door as Ezra comes up to tell them just in time for the door to open and for them to realize that there are stormtroopers that he, he gave them just one extra
0: second just one extra second and also used his uh, his little like uh, slingshot Arm yeah, he's got a. Th- I
1: I was really curious about that. I didn't. It, it, it happened too quick for me to notice what he had on his uh, uh, on his arm. But yeah, it sends this sort of spirally springy energy bolt uh, mm-hmm. that spark on impact. He's a fifteen year old kid. Can't have him wielding a gun on uh, on cable television. Hey, I, speaking of guns, what is the noise of Kanan's blaster? Because it's different from
0: everybody else's, and it's very very recognizable. Ooh, ooh. I off the top of my head I'm not 100% sure on that one. All right. Well, I appreciate your humility. Kane and Zeb and, and uh, Ezra are making their escape. Meanwhile, uh, Sabine and Chopper are turning off the artificial gravity, giving the heroes a, a little bit of a of an advantage. I would I would imagine that that they've pulled that kind of um
1: move before. I I don't see how it can be an advantage. Let's just immobilize everyone so they're all stuck in the same hallway. And then well, I guess one of them's Kanan, and Kanan is a crack shot.
0: Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think that may have been the plan initially anyway to disengage the gravity. Right. Yes. Yeah. They may have been a little bit more like anticipating it, but yeah, in Zero G it's it's hard to Nobody really have wins an approach. Yeah. yeah.
1: Our heroes do seem to be uh, uh, quite capable, Kanan and Zeb, certainly not so much uh, Ezra, who has to grab Zeb by the leg. On the Imperial side, Agent Callus, uh, Agent Muttonchops, is, uh, uh, is quite effective at using his uh, stormtroopers as, you know, pr-
0: handholds to propel himself <laughs> forward. I noticed his helmet, by the way, he's got a quincunx on it. Yeah, this is the first time I remember seeing it. Um, if it showed up before this, uh, I'm not terribly aware of it. But oh, we we remarked on it last time that it covers it exactly covers his hair <laughs> and nothing else. Yes, yes. The, only the important parts. Yeah, it's his it's his Beyonce esque insurance policy. There you go. Uh,
1: so Sabine is done with the control room where she finds herself. She plants some more BP bombs. That seems to be her style. Grabs onto uh, shopper. Yes, I think she actually uses his name now mm-hmm. uh, the clunky little little droid of many talents who fires his booster rocket and off they fly uh just in time for the uh, control room to
0: explode always very precise timing on these explosions never uh you never run away and then a few minutes later there's an explosion it's like no no we barely escape it oh yeah it's like
1: <laughs> a, it's like, yeah it's a, it's a reverse proximity fuse like as soon as it detects that you're
0: not that close anymore then it goes off. Oh, you're not gonna die from this. Okay, we can do this now. <laughs> <laughs> and during the escape, uh, Agent Callis ends up grabbing Ezra, and Zeb is at the door uh, and and realizes that I'm not gonna be able to save him. And yeah, he's surrounded by stormtroopers. Zeb doesn't have a shot. He finally uses his rifle,
1: or I say finally. I think he used it before, but uh, that big old rifle that he's had on his back this whole time. But yeah, he doesn't get a clean shot at uh, at Agent Callis. And so he's yep, he slams the door. They've got to get out of there. I do like that. Like his heart melts here for young Ezra.
0: Sorry, kid. You did good. He does feel guilty over it. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So we we come back from the credits. Our our heroes gather back in the cockpit of the ghost. Oh oh, it is Sabine's chair. Sabine sits in her yes, chair that was de- yes. decorated with the uh, with
0: the stripes and the. Ch- she is so stylish. She is, like, what every, like, artistic teenager, like, wants to be, wants to like, like yes. aspires to be. I was trying to figure out how to say that in, like, a not, like, pejorative way. No, um, I get what you mean. But she she, she is, like, like the coolest artistic uh, and explosive expert. Um, yeah, yeah, there, there is a
1: little bit of that. And she's handy with a gun, and she's a, an excellent judge of character. I admire her restraint. Her armour is covered in uh, uh, in decals and paint splashes, and uh, what's it called? When you spray paint through a template, what's that called? Stenciling? Uh, stencils, yeah. But it's very restrained. Like It's a riot of colour, but it's not crazy and dumb. That's the sort of aspirational part. We'd all love to put some fun stickers on our laptop, but then it just looks like a homeless person's fever dream, uh, instead of an artistic expression of one's personal taste.
0: And it very quickly just like overwhelms your laptop if you do it. I forced myself to not do it on this laptop because I know the nightmare that my previous laptop turned into—overlapping <laughs> <laughs> stickers and yeah. peeling off—and it was it was messy. Uh- it is
1: is gruesome? Like kids in the 50s, they didn't know what real suffering was. We have to live with peeling stickers on our laptops. Gosh. Uh, speaking of kids, hey, where is the kid? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're so busy like talking about oh there weren't any wookies and uh, they're asking if the zago knew about this and did the zago set us up
1: yeah even odds is Hera's assessment but hey that's the the part okay so they realized that they were betrayed and there were stormtroopers on board and then they abandoned the uh, cargo ship the transport ship but they still blew it up by the looks of things so what's the did they think oh they're stormtroopers so there can't be wookies like did they just give up on the idea that they were Wookiees entirely?
0: I think once they once they resented, the the plan went south, the idea was a bit more uh hey, if we cause this chaos, then we can we'll be able to like slip out a little bit easier. Oh, so it I, wasn't completely blown was up. A, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there were Wookiees on the transport craft. And the the Wookiee prototype, as you told me, I think that's so cool that Zev was one of the Wookiee prototype designs for Chewbacca. He has to own up I've got to say, he does not own up fast enough
0: for uh, f- to really earn my respect. He tries to justify it, and uh, Hera goes full on uh, space mom as she is uh, affectionately called. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is, she is one of she's one of several uh, uh, st- Star Wars <laughs> characters that, that that gets called a uh, space mom. I know that uh, Princess Leia uh, often gets called space mom as well. Yeah, she calls but- him Garazeb Aurelius using the full name there
1: too (laughs) (laughs) then you're in trouble he wilts under her disapproving gaze actually everybody's astonished gaze when he admits that he left the kid behind yes that was it they ask him where the kid is and at first he sort of grumbles and oh i thought he was with you that's not true you're a liar zev be better than that it's like a little kid's lie exactly he is 12 (laughs) see i told you (laughs) <laughs> it, it does not hold up to the slightest scrutiny or disapproval uh speaking of scrutiny that is what young ezra is being subjected by and i have in my notes because he's being in, interrogated by the isb agent and i have in my notes what is isb and then callus introduces himself from the imperial security bureau what is it yeah bureau yeah he does a curious thing i noticed he leans in and he brushes ezra's shoulder it's very quiet I don't understand why. And then he orders them to search him, and the stormtroopers grab his bag and grab his possessions and take his little catapult off of him. But apparently, not his bad Rubik's cube.
0: Yeah, that was the one thing that I saw. Was like, like, because he doesn't have like any pouch back there or no. anything. Like, so, so it's like cartoon physics of reach behind. I still have this. It's like how? Where? Where how? did you? Like, look, nature's pocket like is, is it, a thing. Exactly, but, but maybe not with a lightsaber, big. but not with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he is forlorn, our Ezra. Actually, he was taunted by Agent Chops that he wasn't being held for questioning because obviously he knows nothing. He was being held as bait for uh, the rebels. After pulling the, uh, oh, my name is Jabba. Oh, yes, of course. Ezra introduces himself as Jabba the Hutt and he calls him Jabba. Callus does. You're not here for what you know, Jabba. Either he... Does not rise to the joke, or he doesn't get the joke. Maybe he doesn't know Jabba.
0: There's no way, right? As like notorious as like the Hut Syndicate is, and like I think it's more just I don't even care about this kid. Like just sure, your Jabba, whatever you say. He might not have. The Huts
1: are notorious, and Jabba is a notorious Hut. But that is an outer rim planet. This is an ISB agent. He'd be operating in the core. Right? But he says Jabba the Hut. Ezra's clearly not a Hut. No, there's absolutely no way we can make that. Uh, we can make that work. I mean, if he was a hut, then he'd have like folds to hide the bad Rubik's cube in. Maybe Which... he is like one eighteenth hut on his mother's side, and that's why he has like an extra little pouch. I do not want
0: to read this fan fiction,
1: <laughs> but I need an editor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which Ezra does throw the priceless Jedi holocon against the wall, which like just breaks my heart a little bit of, that's that's so rare, what are you doing? It's precious, what are you it's doing?
1: precious. <laughs> and he succumbs to despair. He sits down with his fingers steepled and leans down. He reminded me of, oh, what's the kid's name from uh, Treasure Planet? Treasure Island, this is the same. Orkins. Jim Hawkins. Jim Orkins. He he had the, the same bangs and the same sort of tormented shadow
0: over his eyes as well. As soon as you said that, now I'm just like, yeah, they've got like the same, they right? don't is he doesn't have like the ponytail thing going on. Yet. So Ezra kind of starts meditating, and, and then we get the Meditating the is generous. He's moping. He's sad. Right? If I remember correctly, there is a bit of the force cue. And, and then we have the appearance of my absolute favorite of uh James Arnold Taylor as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ask.
1: This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: It's the Kenobi from Clone
1: Wars. Yes. He did a great job. Like I would have believed it if you told me that
0: it was Ewan. Uh, 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 I put him kind of, like, on par with Ewan, really. Like, it's really hard for me to to rank them, because it's just, like, James Arnold Taylor, Ewan McGregor, and Alec Guinness. Like, Alec Guinness, yeah. It melts itself really nicely, I feel.
1: Alec Guinness calls himself Obi-Wan, and that's just not, that's just no bueno.
0: You get a pass because it's Alec freaking Guinness, <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: So, yeah, we see a hologram of uh, of Obi-Wan warning other Jedi that the temple has fallen and the Republic has fallen and to trust in the Force. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen. And it actually takes Ezra a little while to shake himself loose and realize,
0: oh, there's a voice in here with me. We cut back to the bridge where uh, the crew's talking. They need to go back and, and rescue Ezra.
1: Yeah, the case is being made by Hera, who uh, is trying to convince her crewmates. Zeb is not interested. Come on, Hera, we just met this kid. We're not going back for him. Sabine reluctantly agrees with him. Like her risk assessment is, yeah, accurate. It is an extremely high risk that they just can't afford. Chopper weighs in. He gets a vote. Since when do droids get a vote? That's new.
0: As like grumpy and and cantankerous as Chopper is, he made it sure that he gets a vote because he, <laughs> he'll, he'll headbutt anyone.
1: Yeah, or I'll headbutt you
0: in the in the groin again. Only Hera seems to be able to understand him, though. Chopper is definitely Hera's droid, like without a doubt. Uh, oh, right. Kanan ends up being the deciding vote to go back for, for Ezra. And Ezra, meanwhile, is... He's pulling a rather fantastic
1: stunt. He's he's yelling.
0: And you bucketheads are going to be sorry when my uncle, the emperor, finds out you're keeping me here against my will.
1: My uncle, who works at Nintendo, he's going to be so (laughs) upset. And then, oh, my tummy. Oh, I got a tummy ache. And they open the doors, find the cell empty. But ha 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 ha. He was around the corner.
0: Having worn helmets like this before, you have no peripherals. You don't You don't see like beneath you. Like, yeah, yeah. Ezra climbs up the stairs and, and closes the door on them and like, gives them like a- Yeah, a little uh, gloat. S-
1: Gotta have a gloat.
0: Uh, but the structures just kind of like look at each other and it's like- We are uh... so fired. <laughs> 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 They're like, well,
1: at least we're not on the executor. Perhaps not that much better. Oh yeah, speaking of helmets, as Ezra is uh, sneaking out through the hallways, that's what he finds. He finds helmet storage. What kind of
0: helmet is he picking up here? It's not one I'm familiar Um, with. It is an Imperial Cadet helmet. A cadet? Cadets get that? It's so cool, though. It really is really cool. I'm worried now that I have a 3D printer, I'm going to become that guy that just makes <laughs> helmets. I'm a little concerned about this now. This is...
1: <laughs>
0: well, I'll try not to feed your obsessions too much because uh, we're here to do a job. So while Ezra's sneaking out, cuts the bridge of the Star Destroyer where Agent House is being told that the prisoner has broken out. The rebels would be foolish enough to attack a destroyer. How did they get aboard? No, sir. No it's uh (laughs) it's far more embarrassing than that
1: (laughs) yeah ezra gets to actually hear it because he has turned on the radio inside his helmet which someone later on calls the transmitter and that apparently gives you access to all internal communications and you can just switch channels by bonking yourself on the noggin one of the officers in the sort of command pit which oh It is such a genius bit of design. Like the first time that you see that on the bridge of the executor, yeah, the the fact that the commanders walk a deck above and everybody has to work in this sort of trench beneath them is such fantastic design. Uh, Warning that there's been a security breach and that someone has broken out and oh, that'll be me then, says Ezra. But no sooner are we following him through the bowels of the ship than they also find out that a ship is approaching and Ezra realized, what, they came back for me? That had genuinely not occurred to him.
0: thinking back. Mm, ow. I
1: don't believe it. Yeah, this is a really emotional moment for Ezra. Like, it's not only kind of miraculous that he was motivated to go and rescue the friends anyway. Oh, yeah, that's how it started. That he says, you know, I'm not going to do that to Hera. I don't care about other people. And Hera says, you don't mean that. And he goes, yes, I do. So I can't believe that I'm going to do this anyway. It's, it's really kind of incredible to him.
0: He is Space Aladdin, but he doesn't even get he doesn't even get yes. a boo. He doesn't even get like a, a loving like animal <laughs> sidekick no, to uh, that's true. to help him pose post cons. <laughs>
1: yeah, and so is so is Ezra realizing that he has people coming for him. He realizes that he has to help them, and so he sows some confusion by turning on the transmitter and uh, identifying himself as what was it, ls123 claiming that that the the breach of the lower hanger is a diversion and it's actually at the upper hanger so he's did he's the racks ranks very effectively so they they all board except for hera oh sorry ghost i noticed that kanan is really uptight about using code names and numbers specter one to ghost specter two like
0: i get anonymity sure but can you not choose different like code names them all having like Spectre call signs is a little bit like unifying, like as a team. Also, Spectre 1, it has a nice ring to it. If you're Spectre 1, then yeah.
1: But like, <laughs> by the time, and it gets confusing over the radio, but by the time you get to Spectre 5 and Spectre 9, wait, what? Oh, did you mean Spectre 11? No, I said Spectre 7. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I meant Inspector 11.
0: Oh, you could just do Inspector 11. <laughs> 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 yes. And, okay and so now we have a nickname for canaan uh, <laughs> yeah and you, you do also see uh, sabine really quickly she tags uh, the flag. yeah
1: she does some uh, she does some casual graffiti with some powder that she uh, she wipes away she can't she
0: can't really help herself turns out zeb gets told to hold the bait and make sure and kind of protect the ship and until everyone's back aboard and, and zeb's like that was not my fault and you hear from above ezra saying <laughs> well that's debatable <laughs> yes and he drops in on
1: them and Zeb cannot take a wise crack he immediately smashes our 15-year-old hero in the shoulder claims he didn't recognize him because he was wearing a bucket we all know better of course up the ramp they run chased by stormtroopers who are as always ineffectually uh, trying to uh, stop a spaceship from leaving God the ghost looks good in the uh, in the light that she's bathed in. Callus is admiring that for just a second but he notices some powder on the ground. Oh shit. Everybody uh, take cover. The powder turns out uh, was not just
0: graffiti but it was actually a powder bomb. It's flash powder. Right. The explosion goes off and the ghost is able to lift off and escape out the airlock. Yeah. It's a pretty hefty
1: explosion that that blasts a hole through two levels of a Star Destroyer. Uh, Stormtroopers are getting sucked out. Agent Muttonchops holds on by his fingertips until the shields come up and seal the ship again. Once on board the ship, Ezra first goes to the cockpit to meet Hera. Uh, He was talking about how they could drop him back off at... (laughs) I was was literally about to say Agrabah. No, Lothal. (laughs) (laughs) But... No, it's still Space Aladdin. I'd pair and Septi hasn't I got, got him. him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's some, uh, oh, yes, during his escape, he got his little cat belt back, because he used that a few times.
0: And they, they do talk about uh, wanting to complete the mission, because he's come this far, he might as well... Yeah, this is a turning point for him. He might as well him. finish it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so there, there were actually Wookiees,
1: and he overheard that they were taken to Kessel while he was wearing that helmet, yeah, yes,
0: yes, yes, I did. This is see, I was this was paying the, attention. <laughs> and this was the first time that we actually see uh, the Spice Mines of Kessel. It, it shows up in uh, Solo. Yes, uh, yes. As well. But this was the very first time that we got to see the hellscape that is the Spice Mines of Kessel. Uh, spice in the Star Wars universe is it has some medicinal properties. It's drugs, but it's, right? It's also one of the most addictive drugs in the world. It's, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like poppy seeds being used for both like medicinal stuff, but also like of heroin.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, heroin is used in, in, in medicine still. Like in Britain, it's called uh, diamorphin and it's used as, a, as an anesthetic.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Or frankly, like opioids. Like exactly. it's helpful until it's not. Until it's, it's not. Until <laughs> it's,
1: yes, out of control. It's interesting that a drug is mined though. But uh, sorry, it is a really important turning point for Ezra because he's the one who suggests completing the mission. Come this far, might as well finish the job it's mm-hmm. his initiative and he's really quite confident about it just as you said
0: well we came this far like he's got a taste for it now i think realizing that like they actually like had his back and actually like came back for him like i think that's a realization of just like they care yeah. cuz living on your own I'd, I'd imagine like you just don't get that really well it might also be the rush like he hasn't been shot at before mm-hmm. in his life and maybe he just
1: wow uh, the grim specter of death is the only thing that makes me feel alive. I want more of this. Yes, deeper into enemy
0: territory. <laughs> so landing on Castle. Yeah, the
1: benighted hellscape. I It was really cool how in just one shot they really established that this is a tortured planet. The geological formations that you see in the distance have all of these sort of terraced striations to them, like a reverse stone quarry. Where you, mm-hmm. where you also have those plateaus. There's a, there's a big, big pit with a station built over it. And we
0: see Wookiees. You see enslaved Wookiees, including a little baby. I mean, Chewbacca's 200 years old. Yeah. And he's still not an old Wookiee. So yeah. like, is this a Grogu type situation where that right, was exactly. like 50 they years old or something? Just but age
1: like- at different rates. Okay, it's going to take me a little while to get used to this animation style. I've gotten used to it for some of the aliens. The Wookiees are so iconic. It is tough for me to really appreciate the character designs here because they are not fluffy. Obviously, fur and fluff is tough to render; it's very expensive to do. Uh, a good job was done on the textures and the and the height, but their their posture is also different. They're they're so elongated and in the hands. It's great, but it's going to take me a little while to get uh, uh, to get used to. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and even as far as their posture, they're also like they are handcuffs, and they are like. In slaves, so they're they're not like the the proud regal. No, certainly that's true. Species you're you've come to know from Wookiees. Um, yep.
1: Until a ray of hope erupts over them, they look up and they see the ghost descend. And Ezra stands in the ramp. And what
0: does Zeb say? Try not to get dead. Don't want to carry your body out.
1: But uh, not Ezra. Ezra has, has a has a different mission. Everybody else is drawing away their fire while Ezra sneaks away with his uh, his handy dandy multi tool. And appears among the Wookiees, but before they can clobber him, he unlocks all their cuffs. Uh, suddenly, the crew of the Ghost now have uh, d- 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 nine foot twelve allies on their <laughs> side who uh, uh, who yell the the traditional Wookiee battle cry. It's in time! Smash a bunch of helmets together. I guess they I'm- like the feel of the helmets on their fist as
0: well. Well, I'm, I'm sure they also like the the noises that come when you rip their arms out of a socket.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh,
0: so while as <laughs> while the Ghost crew is working on uh, freeing the Wookiees, Hera is flying through and drawing drawing attention from the TIE fighters. But it's not. I mean,
1: now suddenly four TIE fighters are a problem because they're they're doing some damage to ghosts. Like I guess if she doesn't get to fly around and maneuver so much, they are powerful pieces of military hardware. They're also uh, anti aircraft cannons. Oh yes. Speaking of of which, the Ghost has its own uh, uh, cannon, which Hera asks. Chopper to
0: operate. How does a Chopper, <laughs> sweet little, sweet little rust bucket Chopper? I mean, we don't get I would, to see it. I thought it was such a shame. I would imagine there's like an access port, like R2 would plug into that Chopper can just like man oh, from there.
1: That's not what I want, though. I want him to use his little spindly arms and like a hand mirror over his head because he can't see out the canopy because he's too short. <laughs> like two kobolds stacked on top of each other trying to drive a car and man the pedals at the same time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one ridiculous image
0: at a time. I'm sure there's fan art of Chopper in everything. the Gunner seat, because the fan community is that insane. <laughs> and and, and yes. I mean that in the best of way, because I am part of the fan community. <laughs> well, I would love to see it. I, I think that would be one of the great joys of doing this show together
1: with you. Uh, secondary, of course, to the delight of your company uh, and the discovery of this fantastic show, but to also like get to know that, that fan crowd.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, Star Wars as a whole has a very, like, diehard and somewhat and sometimes very toxic fan base. But Rebels, the Rebels fan community is, like, very loving.
1: Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to have to get into that on, a, on an episode where, we're, we're <laughs> where we have a little space to talk about that, because I'm, I'm going to remember that. I'm, I'm very interested in that. But meanwhile, we're interrupted by the, the arrival of a troop carrier, and uh, Agent Muttonchops is there again. So we have some uh, additional antagonists for everyone to deal with.
0: And you see one of the Wookiees running away. Uh, uh, the baby
1: Wookiee. Uh, much the, much the consummation
0: of the... Uh, of
1: mother or, or father, I can't tell. I don't know how sexually dimorphic are
0: Wookiees. So if we're going into like the the forbidden world of the holiday special, it gets weirder. But we don't that talk about the holiday true. special for I, a reason. Well, and also it's legends now. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even call it a legend. That's we just don't talk about that. That's like <laughs> the uncle. We, we as like the uncle. You try to like yeah. just pretend, doesn't He's not part of the family.
1: <laughs> yes, sweet old racist Jerry that nobody invites anymore. They don't have an opportunity to go and uh, to go and rescue Lumpy, unfortunately, because they're pinned down by this new garrison of stormtroopers. They don't have an opportunity to leave. They're they're hunkering behind these crates, shielding them from the blast. I thought the blaster fire was really cool. Like it's this, it's this matte red one. By the time it's flying mm-hmm. over them, it's got a yellow core when it emerges from the muzzle, but for the rest, it's just flat,
0: not even very bright red, just like in the movies. From behind the crates, Kane is on the comm with Hera and is saying
1: We're running a 22 pickup
0: which Sabine and Zeb immediately are not fans of
1: Seriously? You have a better option? Jump into the pit and get it over with Ezra asking You let me in on the secret? And Kanan he gets a fantastic close up like everybody's about to be let in on the secret Yeah I was not surprised when he reaches behind him unkeisters the two components of his lightsaber screws them together and uh, now in this hail of gunfire stands a single Jedi Agent chops struggles to say the word all troopers focus your fire on on the jedi
0: yep and for me on my rewatch like i did get a little emotional seeing him just holding out the lightsaber again i was like oh i forgot how much i love this show i forgot just like how much like Kanan is definitely my top like five jedi in, in like the entirety of star wars he is like that's a tough uh, list to reach oh i know i know <laughs> but kanan is very very well realized so i'm excited to get to share some of my just like fervor for uh like how how cool how cool kanan is and even the wookies are astonished kallus is astonished like they can't even say the word jedi at first everyone knows they're supposed to be dead
1: yeah i mean that's why he's been using a blaster this whole time (laughs) that's why it's such a big deal for him to to stand up that's probably also why he was so handy with the blaster Mm -hmm. like he was a dead shot but yeah they're facing a jedi now and a baker's dozen stormtroopers versus one jedi i know where i'd put my pennies uh he provides single-handedly ample cover for uh, the rest of the ghost crew to get the wookies to safety and also an opportunity for ezra to abandon zeb again much
0: to his consternation and just just doesn't want to get blamed again
1: (laughs) that really is it <laughs> I swear if he's left behind again, it's not my fault! Yeah, that's not the important part. <laughs> so Lumpy is being pursued by I keep using Lumpy, but in the same way that we used to say Baby Yoda for Grogu because we don't know his name yet. So he's Lumpy for now. He's being chased by a stormtrooper, and the Stormtrooper is being chased by Ezra, who uh does some parkour Leaps over him in a really fantastic salto, uh, lands in a crouch and uses his uh, his catapult to energy blast the poor stormtrooper, uh, thereby saving Lumpy. But their reunion is short-lived because uh, uh, Agent Chops shows up. They're on this long walkway. This must be over that giant pit that we saw as, mm-hmm. as the ghost was landing first. And he holds them both under fire. And here's where it, this was really interesting to me. He's talking about two Jedi. A master and an apprentice.
0: He just assumes that Ezra is a Jedi as well. Is that from the jump? I think it's more of the fact that he escaped. Or, hey, if you're running with this Jedi, then you must be one as well. Uh,
1: The ghost rises over the horizon of the bridge with, what a cool shot, Kanan standing on the wing, uh, lightsaber raised. Callus draws
0: on him, fires, and takes a, a ricochet to the chest and is knocked off. I'm guessing from the fact that he's surviving that attack, that the ISB armor is a little bit more high quality than the uh, senator Shoe Stormtrooper armor.
1: Yeah, it has to be in order to protect his glorious hair. Oh,
0: (laughs) I I missed a bit. I heard the Wilhelm scream. It was the Stormtrooper that
1: Ezra took out. (gasps) The agent is clinging to the support strut. So is another Stormtrooper, that was uh, Stormtrooper Wilhelm, who asked him, is this your first Jedi, sir? And then (laughs) Callus murders him. Kicks him in the face, knocks him loose from his handhold. Ah! He just straight up murders one of his own stormtroopers. This is a fun cartoon. <laughs> I'm having fun with my, my serial here, watching this villain comedically murder one of his own
0: subordinates, but I guess that's the Imperial style. Oh, you don't like something your subordinate did? Well, there's always murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can't
1: have philosophy without death, and there's always murder. <laughs>
0: But enough about murder, we can... Let's get back to the ghost. Lumpy is, is immediately excited to see... To see their parents, yeah. Yeah. Slides down the ladder, probably burning the crap out of his hands as well. Canaan puts his hand on Ezra's shoulder and he did good. It means a lot to him. He's kind of Long John Silvering, Ezra
1: Orkins. And it is leaving uh, leaving an effect. I mean, it's, it's not immediate and it's, it's not total. Like, he's
0: still, a, he's still a troubled boy. He even assumes, like... So... I guess you drop me off next. He immediately, he immediately assumes like you know they came back for me, but they don't owe me anything else. Like so, I'm just yeah. gonna go back to. This is a good thing. It can't own. possibly last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: we see the uh, uh, we see the ghost from the outside. There's a curious two cockpit craft attached to the side now. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know where it came from or who's piloting it. I don't know if that's established uh, because this is the craft that
0: the Wookies are now boarding. I, I think that they they probably had a contact that would have gotten them to to safety because they haven't tried after Wookies for for some right, time, as we heard from the last true. episode. You hear goodbye. We do hear uh, Lumpy's actual name of a uh, Kitwar, and then oh, uh, I thought Kitwar
1: was the adult, but yes, it would make more sense for Ezra to talk to the juvenile. Does Ezra speak Wookie?
0: Would have to in order to learn their name, right? I can't even imagine parsing through Shriwook. That sounds oh Shriwok. Oh, difficult. pardon me. Yeah, no, no, no. I, Sorry, I'm I'm genuine. I didn't know that. Oh, no, no. It's just one of those things where it's like, I actually remember this word. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Han Solo, Solo managed it. It's, it's, speaking to the Han Solo point, it, it's more common for those that do understand Wookiee to just be able to understand it, but not be able to speak it. That's like fairly standard with like interspecies relations with Wookiees. Like, okay, I can understand what you're saying. I can't speak this. So. Yeah,
1: uh, I don't have the, the glottis to reproduce those sounds. Although Solo does a, a damn decent job while he's gargling on all that mud. Ray also speaks Wookiee or un- understands uh, Shriwook. It is kind of established that people of more sort of backwater uh, uh, planets are often polyglots. Like, by necessity, they speak a lot of languages or understand them. Droid, do you understand binary?
0: And there is a very well-established xenophobia with the Empire. The amount of non-humans in the Empire is... There's a handful I can think of, and when I say a handful, I could probably fit them all in one hand. Uh, And one of them is definitely Grand Admiral Thrawn, because
1: which was a, a big plot point I understand in the uh, Timothy Zahn books which I have not read but I did in, in high school have a friend who was
0: very very deeply into them so I've basically read them
1: because <laughs> we, we had lunch a lot and
0: yep if it makes you feel any better, I was that friend. <laughs> would I was that, yes, I was that friend that was like, I need to tell someone about this. Can I tell you about this? It's like, do it's we sort of have like to?
1: I want my ass. Samwell just- from Game of Thrones when he's in love. Do you know the thing that's so interesting about Gilly? Do you know the, oh, another so, so interesting about Thrawn.
0: <laughs> I feel called out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So after such an exciting episode, it's kind of a downer, like a come down moment at the end when the ghost has returned to Agrabah and Ezra is ready to disembark. Zeb and him have kind of bonded uh, a little yeah. bit, but it's, yeah, like I said as a joke that Zeb is 12. He does behave young, as in immature, as in still maturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have a handle on his emotions, is not quite confident about expressing himself, uh, hides behind bravado and aggression. But I think he still he's he's very sensitive. i I get the impression.
0: Yeah, and you do kind of get the impression that just like, hey, I kind of am like sorry to see you go. So, uh, see you around.
1: Not if we see you first. <laughs>
0: I think so just wants a friend. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't want to be
1: the runt anymore. He wants a, he wants a new guy because you ever been in a like a, in a workplace where you're the last hire? That's the worst that you're always going to be the new guy. Um, I was wrong about the inertial dampeners, by the way. Like, when they set down, everything actually shakes a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, you would have felt the impact of the atmosphere. That little shake is enough for uh, Ezra to help himself to something else that, that Kanan is carrying.
0: He does get called on it pretty quickly as well. Yeah. I think you have something that belongs to me. Ezra hands over the holocron. And Hera comes by and says, like, well, he passed the test. Yeah, he opened it. Now let's see what he does. What he does is he goes back to see his, his sweet uh, helmet collection.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I guess him and Zeb are going to be fast friends because they're both really into rubbing helmets. Uh, there's <laughs> a, so he's got quite a big pad, actually. Certainly if that whole tower seems to be uh, largely deserted. But yeah, it's, it's a spare Spartan place. It doesn't feel very homely. Why does he have so many helmets, so many stormtrooper helmets specifically? That's military materiel.
0: I would imagine it started as he found like a supply depot or something like that where he's able to like, yeah. like nab one, and then it just became like, oh, I want more. Like I think it just became like,
1: <laughs> like put the second one down. And he's like, I can't just have two. Two's weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, like asking you, for one egg.
0: No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> You'd also see like an, a, a parts like deconstructed Stormtrooper helmet, like it's missing like the bottom half. So like I wonder if, if he's tinkering right. with things. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because he does have like a workbench kind of situation. I mean, but it's not like it's not a home. So he's he's standing there and, and the camera's facing him and you see him ask, what's the force? And we get to hear familiar words. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together.
1: In the context of what we've seen, in the context of the themes of these episodes so far, like the force may be community. It's not even love. It can just be yeah, community, neighborliness, the the sort of miracle of helping someone that you're close to in in any degree. So yeah, this fantastic speech uh, uh, by Canaan actually relatively understated. You know, Alec Guinness was ah sort of wondrous and, and elated as he was uh, as he was explaining. But I, like Canaan talks plain to Ezra.
0: Yeah, well, and I think there's definitely also part of that is just that, that Kane is still fairly young. So he's 30 ish, kind I of. I think well, that's part. what we're. I mean, maybe 40.
1: Like, he and Hera are clearly the oldest on board, mm-hmm. uh, at least in, in their behavior. Like, Sabine is in between. Yeah, I, I genuinely think Zeb's quite young. But yeah, like,
0: 30, 40s. Thereabouts. So he gives this, this very, like, understated speech about the Force, because the next thing that he does is he does offer Ezra to, you know, come with him and be trained in, in the ways of being a Jedi. Come with me and be trained in the ways of the Force. You can learn what it truly means to be a Jedi. Or you can keep the... the um, cool laser sword
1: and make it another just, dusty artifact in your collection.
0: You see Kanan sit, sitting in his quarters and he's meditating and and we, we hear the, the words of... Obi-Wan again and this speech that Obi-Wan gives because it's (laughs) it's also about the fall of of the Republic
1: it is a fantastic speech
0: this message is a warning and a
1: reminder for any surviving Jedi trust in the force
0: it really is. And so in universe, this would have been like you, you hear him like very offhandedly in episode three saying, like, I changed the transmission so no one's gonna be coming back to the temple. So this would be the speech that he that he would have given. Oh, that's right. And something that, that I just noticed is is there's a through line that the Lucas film like story group has been has been doing of in this period is just trust in the force. Because yeah.
1: Because, yeah, yeah. Like
0: that—that th- showed up in this. That showed up in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which takes place a couple years before this, if I remember correctly. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships. So there's just like that through line of just this is the dark time where we can't trust anything, but we can only trust in the Force and like trust that there, like right. there is hope. But we must persevere, and in time, a new hope will emerge. Which. It's like a wink and a nod to to yeah, like of the titles, but at the same but time... That's like that's
1: great. I, that, that, it, it, it is it, genuinely it great.
0: And the, this beautiful coda that you just see of like just people going to the ship and you see the whole crew. Everyone's kind of melancholy.
1: It's kind of maudlin. Uh, while we're still hearing the words of General Kenobi, because it is a real struggle to believe in the Force and to rely on one another and the hope of community and all that, like the... It's good. It is clearly what is motivating the Ghost Crew to to be as benevolent as they are. But it's not easy. It's painful, and it's lonely, and it's exhausting. And oh, in the words of Seven of Nine, the only thing worse would be to not do it at all.
0: <laughs> you know, you know, just write, just write how to hit me. I see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and in walks Ezra. He just stands there, and just he's ready to. He's ready to learn. I th- I think more more than just ready yeah. to learn. I think he's just he's ready to not be like on his own.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. I, I I absolutely agree. That's the thing he had to learn. Because he has a decent thing going back home. He can handle himself. He knows how to acquire food. He knows how to stay out of the limelight as far as the authorities are, are concerned. And there are plenty more helmets for him to, uh, to collect uh, once you scrape the brains out of the inside. But he's had a taste oh. of something that… He's had a taste for something. Uh, please focus. He's had a taste for something that he hasn't he hasn't had before, and that is and that is community. That's that's fellowship, or maybe like yeah, the undeniable allure of the grim specter of death that uh, he hopes will swallow him and take him to the great beyond.
0: Or, or adventure. It's, it's that's what it, I, it said. Is like, just, I think that's what yeah. I said. You're just saying the same thing that I'm saying. Weird. Well, well and, but, but if we're, if we're, if we're going talk about the Grim Spectre, then we need to go to the last scene where we see yes. Iggy Palace. Oh, uh, very
1: good. <laughs> transitional material. That's how you do it. <laughs> you this see, is podcasting.
0: Now, this is podcasting. Oh, I, got no. <laughs> I got it wrong. I, I, I got it wrong. Pick- I got what you were laying down. So you see Agent Callas like talking with uh The Inquisitor that we the, the, that we saw in the, the opening in, of the first film, yeah. Yeah, and it's like during the course of this I saw someone wielding wielding a lightsaber, and the Inquisitor yeah. just says, uh, Ah, Agent Callus, you did well to call. I think
1: you're right, by the way. I think it's definitely Utapawan because they also had the sort of triangle, the red triangles under their eyes, mm-hmm. which he has as well. He has a nice line on his sleeve as well. I'm sorry, I'm obsessing over the costume, whereas we're supposed to be, this is the end of the opening two-part,
0: and what a fantastic setup to, to a series it is. Oh yeah, it's just brimming with possibility, because you get like like all the beats that you need of mess with the Empire, yeah. help people, learn how to be a Jedi. It, it does a really good job of setting up the thrust of of the yep. adventure and found family, which is my jam. Yes, yes. Good lord, <laughs> that's
1: uh, uh, that's just a, that's an instant subscription.
0: <laughs> I have something that I want to ask you. Oh, that, yeah. that that I'm really curious about. So you said something last week that's really been banging around in my head. Of oh, wow, this of Star Wars is a universe where everyone has a name and has an action figure, and and everyone has like a backstory and, and oh, all. Yeah. And, that's what like the stars universe is. So like, here's what I want to ask you: of the the side characters that you've seen in here. Who are you most interested in? Who do you most want to see like an anthology like movie on or something like <laughs> oh, that?
1: <laughs> oh, that is a good question. Now, okay, so it can't be any of the uh, of the main crew cuz obviously they're in the series. I'm I'm going to skip Agent Callus as well cuz I don't know and don't spoil it for me, but he seems like recurring villain material certainly if you get someone like uh, David Oyelowo. So, who have we had? The, there's the imperial officers in the beginning, skinny and cockney uh, I kind of like them, Officer Grabby. But I like a mime, Officer Grabby. <laughs> oh hey. no! It's gotta be it's gotta be Stormtrooper Wilhelm. Uh, I, was, I, I, was, I was I was hoping to say that because <laughs> <laughs> he gets kicked in the face by Callus and dumped into the Kessel Sarlacc pit. But <laughs> we know how how helmeted how helmeted warriors. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, so yes, that's what I want. I want a uh, Stormtrooper Wilhelm to have his own to have his own spin-off series uh, where he rises from the ashes with cybernetic. Oh, what have we got? No, not a whole limb. Oh, what would he have? Yeah, like telescoping knees. Uh, something. <laughs> yeah, something that doesn't seem really cool, but is way more useful than all the other nonsense that you uh, that you see all the time. Uh, he never needs a ladder if he has telescoping knees, right? oh by the way that's something that i that i I noticed uh nor does chopper because i i really like this moment where the gravity is restored and everybody like returns back to their feet but not chopper he continues to hover he's quite comfortable up there
0: he's still got his rocket on i'm not bothered i i think at that point he's just flexing he's just like exactly i love it (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to the season three premiere, the return of Stormtrooper
0: Wilhelm. <laughs> Soon may he rise. Tune in to our next episode, Droids in Distress, in which to keep the ghost running,
1: the Rebels intercept a shipment of weapons. Oh, they're called Rebels now. They've already assumed that that moniker. They're not just a, a terrorist gang. Well, it's in the title. Okay, yeah. Now, in
0: hindsight, that was <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You can find us at rebelair.com or rebelairpod on Twitter. That's air with an H. I'm Kaki. I'm Greg. Still no signature sign off, I noticed. I don't <laughs> want it to be carbon frozen again. <laughs> <laughs> 3PO, tell them if they don't listen to the next episode, they'll become very angry with them and use your magic. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: promise, I promise. This is cr-
0: I didn't know I had it in me.